Hey guys, coming up on today's show, we have drummer Alexa Ray. Alexa has built up quite a following and a presence on social media with over 117,000 followers on Instagram alone. Uh, she's also played in live bands, uh, including her latest project, Pinktastic Plastics, and she definitely has a bright future ahead. So get to know this very talented young lady. Our interview is coming right up. But real quick, if you could, uh, please make sure you are subscribed to the channel on YouTube or wherever you're listening. Uh, you'll be sure to keep up with future episodes, including our year-end specials. I would appreciate that. Uh, Alexa Ray, coming right up. Welcome, Alexa Ray. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How's it going? Good, good, good. So, uh, yeah, did a little research on you kind of hearing, figuring out your backstory. So I want to let the, hopefully the world or whoever takes the time to listen to this know more about you. So you're born in, in San Diego, but now do you still live in California? Yeah, I moved a little bit more north. I live in Orange County now. Okay. Yeah. It's expensive there, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's expensive anywhere in SoCal. True, true. It's so beautiful. The weather is like perfect, right? Yeah. Where are you based? I'm in Phoenix. Well, technically Scottsdale, Arizona. So it's beautiful right now in the, but in the winter, but the summers are a little, a little tough. They're harsher. You guys have more mild summers. For yeah. Sure. I've been to Arizona a few times and man, that place gets like an oven. You can't even go in your car. And I've heard people have to use oven mitts to like start their car. What? I've never, no, it's, I've never heard of that. I mean, I guess you could, I mean, if you, if you put your car in the sun and just let it bake, but you know, most people park in covered parking or in a garage. I mean, yeah, sometimes when I would get, I remember when I used to have a job and my car would be in a parking lot and it would just bake in the sun. And then at three o'clock you get in there and you, you touch the steering wheel. And it's like, ah, it's hot. Like, you need outfits. I guess so. I guess. Yeah. Now I have a garage and I, and I work from home. So I don't, I mean, sometimes I go to the store, but usually your car doesn't get that hot in like a 20 minute period. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you have a twin sister. I'm always fascinated by twins. I'm sure everyone always asks you, did you guys ever switch places? And I feel like oh. no, they always, twins always say, no, we never did that. Oh, I, we did once. Like, really? because, like, yeah. In middle school, like we did. So like my sister had PE and then I, I had a history and then we switched in middle school and then the, like the teacher caught one of the teachers caught on and it was funny. <laughs> How did they, cause are you guys identical? Mm-hmm. How did they catch then? They just know what we look like. Like there's obvious differences, but some twins look so much more alike than like us. Okay. Now is she into music at all or she's into something totally different? No, she does skating and she has like an office job. Oh, okay. And she likes yeah. that? Yeah, she just went to school for like, she does accounting and I'm just like, uh, I couldn't do a office jobs. Like I tried it. Like I had an internship at my mom's work a while ago. And like when I was in high school and I was like, I hate sitting down for so long. So. Yeah. No, good for you. Were you guys competitive growing up though? or? Oh, not really. No. No. Okay. So you got into music. Um, I think I heard you say your, your greatest influence was Joey Jordanson of, of Slipknot. Was that like the, the thing that got you in, interested in music? Yeah, there was like a few factors. Like um, that was one. It wasn't just like one person. It was just like 
I was when I was like younger I was like I want to learn piano and I got a piano when my parents got remarried and we had an old piano very out of tune but I was like and so I just went on YouTube um to like learn piano because my mom was like I can't afford piano lessons and then eventually I had to convince her to learn piano lessons and that really helped because I really needed to learn music theory um from another helper like from another professional and that really improved because I learned hand technique and then I was like bored in high school I was like I need to join something and so I joined I just jumped in and I did high school concert band percussion section and I I just joined in they're like you need to learn drums and I'm like okay and so they taught me how to like it was really vague it was just like learn the rudiments like single strokes double strokes five stroke rolls and then um with percussion it was also mallet percussion so I mainly at first I got mainly placed on the mallets and um is that those big like drums where you just have the like oh, things oh mallet percussions like marimba and xylophone oh okay did you yeah. do the marching band where you hold the dr- snare drum and just do that no, we didn't have a marching band. My high school was like artsy and we didn't have oh. football or like cheerleaders. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. We didn't have that. Like, And so like I went to the first high school I went to is like all about that, but I didn't like it. So I just switched to the other school in the district and it was all like artsy and like band was considered cool. And same with like drama, like all the oh. arts were they were considered cool like the cool thing and this is in california is there like famous kids that are going to this school um yeah there's a few famous alumni like my mom went to my high school back in the day and um there's um i'm trying to think oh the you know eddie vetter from pearl jam yeah he went to my high school wow mm-hmm. and That's then um, which foot went to the high my high school like the singer went to my high school that's really cool so then you joined the band and then that's when you kind of started learning percussion then you that led you to the drum set and the yeah and And i picked it up pretty quick okay so then when did you get your first like buy your first kit that's kind of a big purchase right yeah like my mom would not even let me get drums and i had a beggar to get me an electric kit and so i was like almost 19 years old so i was pretty like later on but I know. So what I had to do was just like, if there was a drum set, I was just like, I need to practice on this. And then I, and then I had a practice pad, but it's just not the same. So, um, and then I started doing the drum covers. Um, like, I don't know, like, like I did like a few drum covers in 2018 and they were terrible. Cause like, it was a really bad drum set and I deleted them. And like, the thing is with that drum set, I was the my technique was so bad. So I was just like, huh. I can't fail this. And then I upgraded to a significantly better one and still like technique wasn't that good. And then I finally got um access to play more on my when I started joining bands, it really improved my playing. Cause huh. you gotta join bands if you're playing drums to improve. To work with the bass players, especially, right? Isn't that you, you and the bass player have to be in rhythm together? 
yeah, you really got to learn playing with a bassist or just a whole band in general to improve your uh, musicianship by far. So when did you go? Because then you go to the uh, Berkeley College of Music. The, it was like an was an online. Yeah, I did the online school. How do you do online for music? That's got to be really hard. I mean, they're not going to be able to show you how to do techniques and things, can they? Well, I did. I didn't go for performance. I went for production because right. I went to a community college and I was just like, I, I did music technology and then um, I transferred for their music production program. So, but another thing is you don't have access to giant SSL mixing boards online. So another, but another thing is they taught you how to mix better and just like, um, you know, mm how to produce better songs like it was pretty helpful and then i took drum electives and then i took um music video editing as an elective like stuff that like really helped me and then i took keyboard classes just like electives were like helpful um and then i got better at editing videos from that class but a lot of the stuff i find out how to do is on youtube <laughs> Right. Isn't that, I know that's funny. Like you can just edit, you can learn so many things on YouTube. Yeah. Any question you have, ask it on YouTube. And there's somebody made usually more than one video about that. I know. Like, um, I know they just like post it on YouTube. I kind of call we call it YouTube university. Seriously. Yeah. Right. So what about writing music? Cause you said that you've, you've written some music. Some of it was, you said it was bad. You said it was weak and cringy. That's your own music, but that's kind of the part of uh, learning how to write music is you have to start from somewhere. And so the first things you write are often not that great, but then you get better with time. Right. Yeah. Like I, I'm a horrible singer. So I like can't even sing in tune for some reason. So I just kind of like, you know, I just like kind of come up with lyrics, but they're not good. So it's better for me to collab with another person mm -hmm. just cause two brains are better than one, you know? Right. Uh, so um with the bands I was in, we kind of just mainly like there was usually one person that wrote like the lyrics and then um I added drums and I like made some suggestions on like maybe we should stop at this one part. Like I, I was like all a group effort. Um, you know, because that's how bands work. It's best if so if you're all writing together, like have someone like write out like um the lyrics and like kind of a basic idea and then just like have the band just like rehearse and then see how it goes and just make some change change ups and it's all good yeah do you write music on the because you play the keyboard so do you write music on the piano like uh melodies and things yeah i have and um yeah and then what i do is what happens is a lot of people use a daw so like a music producing software so like i use like for example pro tools logic ableton like so if you know how to do that it makes your life easier so you can like start mapping out your song on that software and it makes your life easier so rather than just trying to memorize it in your head you know right so yeah let's talk about the bands that you're in that you've you've made original music you're are you in two bands you're in the pumps and pink tastic plastics did i say that right are you yeah, in both ones still or not in the pumps anymore? Oh, that's over. Okay. Uh so it's just pink tax 
Pinktastic Plastics. Is that it? It's explain what to my audience what this is. It's a Barbie core band. I, I don't. Yeah, it's very image based, but like in a cool way. So yeah, um, pink. Pink. you like pink. Oh, she loves so- pink. The pinkest lady in the world. <laughs> so it's all like pink stuff and and. Like it's, you look like trying to look like Barbie dolls with Barbie, like props and things. No, not really. Just wear pink, you know, like, so, but, um, we do photo shoots at her house and it's very Barbie based, you know, cause she has all the pink accessories, every her, like her apartment's so pink, like it's so cute and it just makes me happier, you know, cause pink oh, is so like, those. I didn't realize because I saw some of those pictures. Those are in her apartment. I thought that was like some sort of studio or something. No, no, it was her um, apartment and it's so cute and it's all pink and there's all these little like her. Everything is pink in there. Yeah. So you guys opened for the English beat. Is that right? Yeah, we did. Was that the biggest show you've done? Um. Yeah, there was a lot of people, but more people showed up obviously for the English beat, but some people got there early and then saw us play. Like we went on at seven and then we played like a 45 minute set and it was really fun because the sound system was awesome. And um, yeah, we had our different drum sets. So they, I used the house kit and then I brought my cymbals and snare and my kick. So and it was a great sound system. And it wasn't even that loud on stage. I didn't even need my earplugs. Hmm. And that's rare. Yeah, that's really cool. So or do you have more shows like that that you're going to try to line up? How do you, because how do you get a show opening for a national uh, recording artist like that? I think it's, I don't know. I think I, I'm not part of the booking process, but that's all kitten. She has a lot of connections like with booking agents. It's through booking agents um or just people that like tell her about opening up for bands or just like playing shows at the viper room or you know it's all about knowing people that's how a lot of bands get booked through these booking agents okay and so that's that is that your main focus or you have any other bands that you're in right now yeah yeah i'm only in that's my only band as of now like but um i've Recently, I play jams. Um, I'm part of that Gradient Pink community, and we play jams at the Echo. It's all girls jam. It's an all girl. It's like Gradient Pink Life is like a community and network that empowers women in the music industry. And they're the CEO, Shira. Her name's Shira, and she had a stage at Warp Tour when Warp Tour was a thing called the Shira Girl Stage, and it was all just dedicated for women in music. So, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely something. Like, yeah, because the the band you're in, the Barbie Court, it's obviously it's all it's all girls that um the, in that band too. So that that's definitely like a niche thing. Like, you guys have that community because I know you. Uh, and you're also friends with the the girls in Plush, right? Some of them. I had uh, Mariah on my show. That's a really great band. I met, yeah, I'm friends with, um, I met Ashley and, and Bella at Nam this year and they were so sweet. I was just like, man, I wish we lived in, we all lived in SoCal, like, cause they're so sweet and they're so talented. And I'm like, I need to see Plush play next time because they, 
don't they they toured once um on this the west coast but i couldn't come to the concert sadly i think i had band practice but no. you I guys want- should do a tour together though like I would, that would be a fun uh yeah. package plush and uh yeah. and, and like a yeah we can like open for them and then like and then have plush and then another big band or whatever because i've never been on a tour like that's my next goal like play drums on a tour um i've played with um i've been playing i've played in so many different bands and i played with um a solo artist my friend maya carly she's really talented she has she does solo music and she grew a big following on tiktok and her song has like a million streams on spotify and we played that was her first show with a backing band live we played in la at this small club um in hollywood what what what, who's this person what are the what's her name again maya carly okay i'll have to check that out that's that's really cool so perform. so you've you've already experienced been in a lot of different bands and now you're trying to grow this one that you're and that's going to be your main focus but you also do teaching so that's i think that's so smart because um you know some people some musicians have day jobs that like don't really relate to what they do but does does teaching drums that help help you to get better at your own drumming it does yeah like um i was teaching at a studio and i was teaching online but i kind of stopped because like um it's really hard to teach drums online on zoom oh, online yeah so bad so um yeah i teach kind of independently sometimes but as of now i i was getting into i'm trying to get into photography now and um i'm doing like just trying to play more gigs and um and then i work at us now i work at a music school and i run their social media account and it's fun oh that's really yeah so let's talk about social media because that's how i found you i think it was just randomly I saw like your, one of your Instagram videos, you make really good uh, content. So just, did it take time to learn that? Or uh, how did you grow your Instagram so much? Cause you're over like a hundred thousand followers or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the cool thing about social media is we all get to connect and meet others on the internet. It's super cool. And um, so how I like, so th- how to make better videos is I had to really like change my setup. I had to, get better lighting and get better at mixing and editing my videos um and then working out strategies finding out what the best times to post are what hashtags to use and then earlier this year and like last year the end of 2021 a couple of my videos just started to go viral out of nowhere and then i kept go the followers just kept growing 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 i'm like what is happening wow that's super cool so wait what did you learn about the day uh or time to post because i thought i i tried to look into that stuff too and they would say like tuesday wednesday like 11 a.m is a good time to post so i would try to post that i'm like i feel like this doesn't matter does do you really notice a difference it like so it was that way and then it changed up on it always changes and then um so I've been trying, it's kind of just trial and error I've noticed. So you have to kind of see if it works better to post in the mornings or the afternoons or the evenings. And I've noticed lately it's been the evenings. Really? Yeah, the algorithm always changes up. 
Hmm, that's so interesting. Yeah, because I, I feel like it's just like if you have a good piece of content, like I feel like it's something about like how many people see it versus how many people are liking and commenting. And if it starts to get a bunch of likes and comments, then they push that. And if it doesn't, then it just dies out and they kill it. Yeah, it's more about the engagement. Um, you like more comments are better. Um, the comments are better. Actually, I've learned it's better than the likes. It's so weird. You gotta yeah, like, that makes sense. You gotta like engage. Um, I try to respond to people's comments. I, I get a lot, so I try to like respond to everyone. But it takes a lot of work, you know. I like because I care about people, so I like respond, and then. I've noticed that the save button is better. That's what I've heard. It's like the most important features are the save, share, and comment button, not the like button. No, that makes sense. Yeah, because then it's the share is is putting it out there to way more people. What's the how does the save button? Why would people save the video just to watch it later? Or yeah, I guess so. There's you just like people save it to like watch later or like get they get inspired or maybe just mm. watch later if they like your videos like i've saved people's posts the reason why i save them is like because i like them and i want to like kind of get inspired by that hmm. so. okay yeah I, I only thing i save is if it's like an sometimes oddly it's enough it's like the ads that i save because i'm like oh that looks cool i want to i might buy that later like especially for gifts right now for the holidays i'm like Oh, I should save that. That might be a good present for somebody, but I've never saved someone's just like video to that's interesting. Cause if I'm, if I'm on Instagram, I'm like, I'll just watch this now. I guess if you're not in a place where you could hear though, maybe you want to listen to the sound somewhat. It's totally a game. Yeah. It's a it game. Totally is. And um, there's so many talented people on the internet, but the thing is it's, you, I didn't realize we didn't realize we had to be marketing experts to be considered successful Um, but it's all a marketing effort you gotta like know how to make your content better and like know what time what kind of things you gotta do that work better so for example um you gotta look at a post that did well and kind of base your next piece of content on like what like relate to it and see like if it and then that will probably do better than another idea so um a video that went viral one of them was like i was just like a video it was like an eight second video i was playing drums at a gig and then i dropped this my stick flew and then i picked up another one and then in the text i said psa to always bring extra sticks to a gig like that's a PSA. And then it went viral. That's so, so funny. An eight second video. And there's yeah. probably some that you spend so much time on getting the drum parts right for a song. And that didn't go viral. But this little one where you just drop a stick and pick up another one goes viral. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the one where you had, it was a funny video. And this is because you're doing a lot of cover songs, which is cool. But this one was like something that was kind of different than what you usually do, where you did the funny video of things that annoy drummers. And it was really interesting because like, and one of the things you said was when the singer counts and I was like, there's so many songs that do that. I never knew that when the singer's like one, two, three, four, that's like screwing up the drummer. Yeah. in the band in general, cause like, cause it's harder to get the feel. Cause like I need to 
get the feel down better. Because, like, what if the singer doesn't have rhythm? Like, like, you got to get the feel down. Like, and I feel like my tempo is pretty consistent, but we don't. I've played with click tracks live, but the thing is, you got to have like recording music out in order to get a click track going. And that's when your band sounds really smooth. Yeah. Did that video do well? Cause that was, that was a really good. And then you had like these, you know, technical things when the drums like break and fall apart. And then the other thing that was funny is like when someone touches your drums, you don't like that either. Yeah. And I was like, that's happened. Like some drunk girl was on my drum set and I was like, get off. (laughs) Was like, get the drums. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That happens because like my drums are expensive and um, but like, I just thought it would be funny to put my cat on it. Like, yeah, that was funny. That was a great way to show that. But no, so that did that video do well? Because I mean, it, it seems like that's um, one of your better videos. Did like, better original. Then like, uh, compare. Yeah, it did better for my most recent posts. Because like, I used to be getting like earlier this year, I used to get like really viral videos, but I don't know the algorithm changes. So that did pretty well. And then um, the most recent one that did really well was my symbol falling like it just fell i was just it was me playing at the i was doing a trash can ending like boom symbol falls oh shit yeah i saw that one yeah and it, it did really well because it was funny and it was like eight seconds long i guess that's the the key the shorter and just like funny. i noticed that, yeah you gotta yeah. be funny. Yeah. I mean, like people like to see people screw up. I, I feel like that's, that's some of my most favorite interviews. People are like, Oh, I love that one where the guy like you were, was a terrible interview. I'm like, why, why, why do you like that one? The people love my terrible interviews. So it's funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have, and you have another page, social media page with uh what's her name? Salem darling. That is a cool, I don't know if that's a stage name or her real name, but that's an awesome name. And she was on like the Kelly Clarkson show and stuff. And so what's your relationship with her? Do you guys have, are you making music together? Or is it just, you're sharing a social media page? Um, well, someone made a fan page of us. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. They made a fan page. And then like one of our fans and supporters, really nice person. They like grew, like they started reposting our videos and it just, a couple of them went really viral and then they got more followers than me, which is hilarious. What? <laughs> I don't know. The algorithm blessed them. Yeah. So you don't know Salem. You're not friends with her or anything. No, I, I am friends with oh. her. I know her like a lot. And um, we were in the pumps together and um, I like knew her before being in the pumps. And um, so like, I saw her on the Kelly Clarkson show and then I was like, Oh, she's so cute. And then she's so talented. And then she joined. And then like, I, and then I finally met her when she auditioned for the pumps and I was like, Oh my God. And then I saw her play and she was really good. And then, then she was, she joined the band and then um, we both left it. And then, and then we started like, it was so funny. Her mom's like, you should just play tiny instruments as a video. Oh yeah. Okay. I saw those ones where you're together. Yeah. So you should just play tiny instruments. Like, cause it's funny. And we're like, okay. And then we posted our first tiny instrument cover. It was seven nation army. 
me on the really like the five dollar baby drum kit that's for Good, yeah. breaks and then her on her three string loop guitar that always goes out of tune and then it and that one did really well and then we posted the second one enter sandman and then that one did pr- better and then the next one we filmed at my house outside and that was even cooler and this was when um stranger things had master of puppets become like because strange one of your songs in a popular show or movie it's gonna be going up on the chart and um obviously we've been metallica fans for a long time so we're not posers so we're like (laughs) let's cover master of puppets because this will probably do well and um so that one went really viral um, because it was funny because we I was on my baby drums and she was on right. my and she had a tune down and it kept going out of tune and the amp was feeding back and it was crazy because like I had to use like I had to use a an extension cable to get her guitar amp to to so she could play outside and then for the drums i just had to make sure i wasn't overpowering so right. it was a little bit more work but it was like like literally a 20 or 30 second video of play- us playing the intro and it was really funny <laughs> yeah no those are good ones that you got sponsored by did you get sponsored by a credit card is that what that is uh, uh, it? oh okay it was like a charging volt card oh okay is so, that like a sponsorship like you get paid for that or how's that work yeah, it was like a one-time deal. So um, I get some brand deals, which is cool. Uh, so they send you a product and then you make content, like a reel for them and some stories. And then you get paid and um, it's a cool charging card. It's so portable. It fits in your wallet. And then if you're like, and the thing is people just use their phone so much. So it's helpful if you're out of like a concert and you don't want to like plug in a random outlet and stay there. So you could just use a, your charging card or a portable charger. So that makes your life way easier. That's no, that's, that's super cool. So do you, is that like a goal too, is to get more of those kinds of like sponsorships so you can just keep creating content? Yeah. And like, like how about brands and spread the awareness? Like, that became so popular um, and it's really fun because I just get to like work from home and like make videos for the people, for the companies. It's so fun. And, um, but you know, it is actually some, it is kind of hard work because you got to make sure you're producing good content that will do well for their page. You can't just be like record done, you know? Yeah figure it out and um yeah you gotta make sure it's good and then like get them to approve it and then post it at a good time yeah and you made another page too called uh drummers united do you still have that page where you made it with other female drummers yeah but i like haven't been i i was so busy with it like i was so busy and i was like i don't have time to manage this page but um yeah, we got it to grow a bit, but you know, it hasn't been active. So 
Um, so my plan is just to like, you know, I'm not, it, I got maybe like start again, but I'm just so busy. So maybe yeah. get to manage it. Cause that would be yeah. helpful. And Absolutely. yeah, that's like all the pages I have um, personally. Yeah. So, I mean, you must've had a lot of people reach out to you, other young women who have like you've inspired. Do any of those, do you have, do you remember any of those messages, anything that stands out to you? Yeah, I have Bella, drummer girl. She's super cute. She's like 10 or 11 and um, she's kicking it, kicking well, doing so well on drums. And um, she came out to, she was on vacation and she saw me in Salem. Um, none of us were playing, but she came to a show we were both at. And we met Bella and she was super cute and her parents super sweet, like supportive. I'm like, wow, I wish I was playing drums at your age. <laughs> I was much older, but yeah. yeah. She's so good at drums by the time she's like a teenager. <laughs> no, you're still super young. That's really cool. That is interesting though. I didn't realize you hadn't started the drum, but you started music when you were like really young. So you've always been involved with music, just not the drum kit until 19. Yeah, like, but younger, because I was just, I learned how to play, like, read the drum drum transcription, mm -hmm. like a teenager, because it was helpful knowing piano and music theory. So I, I learned music theory, and then that helped me with playing drums. But more so, I needed to work on the technique. Yeah. You, yeah, so better technique equals better performance going faster, being able to play harder stuff. Is there, what is the hardest song that you've, that you've had to play that, or you, that you've been able to tackle at least? Um, like live or just on a cover? Yeah, just on a cover. Oh yeah. So I played like, like any, a lot of Slipknot songs are really hard. Rush songs. I was playing subdivisions by Rush really hard because the time signature changes like, Anything prog is hard, and um, I'm trying to learn tools, a tool song, and that's gonna take me months. <laughs> like really, the whole song. yeah, tools really hard to play because okay. the, there's so much going on, and you have to memorize it. Yeah, because you're playing it exactly as the record. Yeah, that's why. No. So when you guys are doing your own music, is that in some ways easier? Cause you can just create whatever you want. Yeah. But you gotta memorize it. Like after you record it, like when it's not recorded, you could still add on and do some very small light switches. Like, but most of the time I play it completely how I wrote it. But when you're recording it, then you'll be able to play exactly how it is. Um, so that's what happens. I just make sure I play like I make a part totally solid and play it exactly how I play it, how I recorded it and wrote it. Gotcha. Do you guys have new music coming out or any new shows? Um, so I think we're going to be playing the Viper Room in February. And then um, I'm trying to think we might be playing the Troubadour. It just depends on everyone's availability. And then, I don't know, we might, I think we're going to be playing the Canyon again um, in Agora Hills. Um, but 
it's going to be next year. No more shows this year. Okay. So the, you mentioned the Viper Room. Actually, I'm going to LA this weekend, and I was I was oh. hoping to maybe hit that because I thought I thought the Viper Room was going out of business at the end of the year. Are they are they keeping it? They find a way to keep it because I thought they were turning it into apartments or something. Yeah, which is so annoying. Like, so someone they were there was a really big petition that people signed, and they were like, "Keep the Viper Room." And so oh, they stopped gonna, it. They saved the Viper Room. I think it's still going to be open for longer than they said. Okay. They sh- they should keep it because yeah, the history gotta keep the Viper Room. They got to. They shouldn't yeah. turn it because that's just sad. Yeah, or like, see, my th- my idea was like, if you want, put apartments over it and put the Viper Room on the bottoms and just keep it there and but- put the apartments on top of it. That's what they might do, but good luck to the people living above the Viper. <laughs> uh, you could soundproof it. I'm sure there's a way to do that. The, so the architects got to do that. Yeah, um, somebody else. That's someone else's problem. <laughs> that because we got to save the Viper room. Yeah, very cool. Well, um, I always end each episode promoting a charity. You had mentioned uh, Sweet Relief Charity. Is that the? I don't know if you know. Is that the same one? They, they came out with a CD like when I was a kid in the 90s and it was uh, it had like uh, Pearl Jam was on it and stuff. Is that the same? Do you know if that's the same one? I don't know, but it started in 1993. Then probably, yeah. Oh, maybe. Probably. That was like probably the first promotion of the charity. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, Sweet Relief is great because musicians are independent contractors and the music industry being a performer does not pay well and you're not going to have health care that that's going to, you're going to have expensive health care. Mm-hmm. So what happens is people go to sweet relief, sweet relief helps musicians cover health care costs and general financial aid. Like for example, during COVID people, like a lot of musicians were on unemployment, food stamps, et cetera, like any like government assistance because there was no, shows going on and that was their main income just performing. Right. so they were so sweet relief was helping them out and um yeah people don't realize how little music pays i know and it sucks because i i just love music so much and i think it's so important in the world that's why i hate to see like when these schools cut the music program and you know i just think yeah in charities like that that we can help out uh, and throw a little money towards the musicians so they, they can keep going and keep making music and creating art for the world. And, and it can inspire people and, and help people get through tough times. And I, yeah, I just love music. I think it's great. So that's a great charity. I'll put that uh, website in the show notes along with your website and people can obviously follow you on Instagram. You have great content there. It's fun stuff. That's how I found you. Anything else you want to promote? Oh yeah. I got to update my website. I haven't done that in a long time. So okay. we're so out of date, but promotion um nothing new not nothing really like um yeah not of now and not okay. really anything as of now like i wish i had a song coming out then i would promote that but we don't okay well yeah that's you got some homework then work on those uh, that music and get it out and then uh you can make the rounds on more podcasts oh yeah we gotta go in the studio too yeah for sure all right well thanks so much for doing this i'll get this episode out soon thanks so much thanks so much all right bye-bye bye Bye. okay so there you have it alexa ray definitely a drummer to keep an eye on 
I see great things ahead for her and make sure you're following her on social media. And the same goes with me and the show. Once again, I'll remind you to make sure you're subscribed. And of course, your likes, comments and shares help myself and the guests out as well. And I guess also the saves on Instagram can help. So make sure you're saving it. And I appreciate all your support. Have a great rest of your day. And remember to shoot for the moon.